Welcome to machine learning. PyTorch, convolution neural nets. Um, so when you look at convolution neural nets uh, in PyTorch, it's pretty simple. You set up your init function, which uh, basically describes your sequence blocks, like feature, you can break it apart to features, uh, po average pulling, and classificate classifier and in there you can set up your in the features you can have your convolution networks uh pooling layers and uh in the classifier you can have your fully connected dense layers um and they kind of like look like a tree structure in the sense that uh, or a pyramid in the sense that you have uh um, your number of inputs uh, times channels so the width the height of your your inputs um, and uh, and then the, uh, the number of channels red green and blue and then you have gets uh, generates a different number of classes on the output, so it doesn't use it would uh, use cross entropy loss, which would be a softmax and cross entropy together. Now, what I realized is when I looked at the uh, AlexNet, which was the example that they were talking about of the the uh, network that. Um, uh, was able to recognize, I think, 50 or 60,000 images, did really well in its performance, was that they, they before they feed the classifier network, they run the convolution network, and uh, they set up the kernel size and the stride, which is going to be how the, the offset is, it's moving across the image, and um, they do a lot of the, it looks like almost like pre-processing work up front. And, uh, and so, because when you, when you do a fully dense network against the image, it takes a long time to train. For example, you can use the CIFAR10, and I think that has like... Uh, 50,000 images or something like that and it trains you train like 32 images at a time and and it has its outputs and stuff and uh, um, when you run it on your machine it takes it takes quite a while for it to get through 10 epics of training and so uh, so what what uh, some of the, the strategies are is to set up your your features in the convolution network, and then uh, and then feed that into your full your fully connected classifier. So it would re, you're doing less processing up front, and then you're maintaining more processing down further in the pipe. Um, to maintain the attributes of those features. And they say that you can get very high recognition or accuracy 
with the convolution neural net. And that may be one reason that it is starting to be used in the, uh, facial recognition. One of the things that I saw when I read the articles on using deep learning for facial recognition was a, wasn't, it was fairly poor and they had to use different classifiers or even uh, yeah, classifiers to try to improve the performance. And uh, but they are they're getting pretty good performance on the deep learning for facial recognition. So you'll notice, like in Facebook, when uh, it'll it'll show you different images that your your images in and uh, notify you of that let you know that your image is being used or being published someplace. And, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see with the increased usage of um, computational power due to AI, I think that machines are going to get definitely much more computational capable uh, if they're not already. Uh, laptops are going to come with uh, GPUs that can be utilized by PyTorch. And even my machine, it's like, uh, uh, it's got like, uh, I think 16 gig of RAM. It's four, four core. And boy, when I run that, uh, when I run that image processing, it uh, really uses a lot of the CPU and, and, uh, and it takes a long time. So we need to get the more hardware to compress the time down. And, uh, and as a result, then we can do more things with, the, with, the, uh, with uh, image recognition. And um, it would be interesting because I, I could see how if you were analyzing, let's say if you could analyze video stream, which, uh, I've had guests on where we've talked about, you know, having the AI start to analyze the video stream and identify objects, but not only objects, but uh, they can detect when a person's going to cheat or they're, they're going to lie because there's a certain look in their face and, uh, and, the, and those attributes get picked up in those hidden layers. So there's some probabilities uh, that it can identify for when a person might be about to cheat or um, they're, they're going to lie. So, uh, uh, and I haven't been able to find a good library yet that someone's written in, that will integrate with PyTorch for identifying objects in video. I saw one this morning that uh, you could use, uh, I think it's OpenCV, and it could be used against uh, objects um, on a YouTube video. So it would recognize, and then it was using a, a ResNet to identify those particular objects. So there's going to be different uh, image weights that you can download, you can load into your network, 
um, build your your uh, network and load those weights into your system for identifying objects in um, in a, a in a video. Not sure exactly why someone would do that yet, but uh, um, uh, there might be a reason. And maybe that's a way to, you know, like you take footage for the day, record it, and then upload it to uh, YouTube, and then you analyze the footage to see if for a certain behavior. That might be one case. <clears throat> 